welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. CARICOM condemns Russians' invasion of Ukraine. Barbados Prime Minister Motley calls on Russia to cease hostilities. Cuba blames United States for crisis in Ukraine. Government of Jamaica working to evacuate students in Ukraine. Royal Grenada Police Force launch records management information system. U.S. Virgin Islands experiencing unusual die-off of sea urchins. Government of the U.S. Virgin Islands and St. Kitts and Nevis address plastic pollution. And U.S. Virgin Islander Aaliyah Boston, now record holder for most consecutive double-doubles in Southeastern Conference women's basketball. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, February 25th. We start a report today at CARICOM. The 15-member Caribbean community CARICOM grouping Thursday joined the global community in strongly condemning Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and call for an immediate and complete withdrawal of military forces from the eastern European country. Russian President Vladimir Putin Thursday launched the military operations in Ukraine with explosions being heard across the country and Ukraine's foreign minister warning a full-scale invasion was underway. Weeks of intense diplomacy and the imposition of Western sanctions on Russia failed to deter Putin, who had between 150 to 200,000 troops along the borders of Ukraine. Russia has demanded an end to NATO's eastward expansion and said Ukrainian membership of the U.S.-led Atlantic Military Alliance was unacceptable. CARICOM last week had urged all parties involved to act responsibly and said that Moscow should withdraw its troops and the cessation of any further actions that may intensify the current perilous situation in the country. CARICOM said the hostilities against Ukraine go counter to the principles of respect for sovereignty, territorial integrity, non-interference, and the eternal affairs of another sovereign state, and the prohibition on the threat or use of force, and the peaceful resolution of disputes which are the bedrock of this community. CARICOM maintains that the principle of universal respect and adherence to these norms and principles of international law are fundamental to the maintenance of the international system and global peace and security. The government of Barbados is gravely concerned about the military invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Prime Minister Mia Motley on behalf of the government of Barbados said, the events of the last few days and weeks in and around Ukraine have been deeply disturbing both to the people of that sovereign UN member states and for the international order upon which all states depend for their safety and security. The government of Barbados is gravely concerned by the actions taken by the authorities of the Russian Federation. The government of Bar- Barbados underscores the importance of the United Nations Charter, particularly Article 2.4, according to which UN member states agree to refrain from the threat or use of force against another state. The government of Barbados therefore calls on the Russian Federation immediately to cease its hostilities and respect the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. The government of Barbados reaffirms the essential role of diplomacy and the multilateralism in de-escalating this spiraling crisis and calls on all member states of the United Nations to support the United Nations Secretary General and other legitimate mediators. The government of Barbados firmly believes 
believes that a peaceful, negotiated, diplomatic approach, which results in the restoration of Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity, is the only approach consistent with the values of the United Nations and with international law. In related news, the Miami Herald reports that, in a carefully worded statement, the Cuban government is blaming the United States for the crisis in Ukraine and has backed Russia's right to self-defense, but said the conflict should be resolved diplomatically. We call on the United States and NATO to seriously and realistically address the well-founded claims for security guarantees of the Russian Federation, which has the right to defend itself. Cuba's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said in a statement released late Tuesday and carried on Cuba media on Wednesday. Cuba advocates a diplomatic solution through constructive and respectful dialogue. We call to preserve international peace and security, the ministry said. Jamaica Information Service reports that the government of Jamaica is pursuing all avenues to safely evacuate Jamaican students residing in Ukraine, said Prime Minister Andrew Holness. This follows Russia's military invasion into the neighboring country on Thursday. In my latest information, there are 27 students remaining in Ukraine. 25 are in the city of Kharkiv and one is in Kiev. Fifteen students have already left the country, Mr. Holness noted. Prime Minister Holness said the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade will maintain contact with the remaining students in Ukraine while collaborating with neighboring countries for assistance with evacuation efforts. Mr. Holness urged the students to keep in contact with the Jamaican Embassy of Berlin and their families and to stay updated with accurate information services. So we pray for the students who are there. We pray for the people of Ukraine that this conflict will end and that there will be no more unnecessary loss of life, he said. Meanwhile, Mr. Holness noted that Jamaica had to deal with a similar situation during the 2014 Ukraine crisis when Russia annexed the region known as Crimea. He said at the time, the Jamaican students were offered loans to assist them in evacuating the country. It is not an unusual procedure. This is how most governments operate. They give the facility for their citizens to be able to get air tickets and travel plans away. And then on return, a program is worked out for repayment, he pointed out. Mr. Holness said at the time, the repayment of the loans was not pursued. Now Grenada reports that the Royal Grenada Police Force has launched its record management information system, Primus. This means that with one click, officers of the Royal Grenada Police Force can readily retrieve information when investigating a particular case without having to manually scan through hard copies. Record Management Information System is a regional project under Carry Secure, an initiative of the United Nations Development Program. Carry Secure is a regional project which seeks to strengthen evidence-based decision-making for citizens in the region. The new program will ensure efficient 
record keeping, thereby guaranteeing much needed information is readily available to officers as they carry out their daily duties. Record Management Information System Primus enable law enforcement officers and agencies to store, retrieve, retain, archive, and view information, records, or files pertaining to law enforcement operations. These tools automate vital processes that enhance day-to-day operations. Speaking at the launch, Commissioner of Police in Grenada, Edvin Martin, indicated that 104 officers have already been trained on how to use the system, and they are now in the process of piloting this stage of the program at three police stations around the island. The launch of Primus is supported by the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, and the United United Nations Development Program through their Carry Secure partnership with full funding from the United States government. USAID Eastern and Southern Caribbean Representative Clinton White stated that law enforcement bodies must adopt an aggressive stance to deter violent crimes and criminals. With the support of the United States government, the Royal Grenada Police Force can now do so through the use of this system. Since 2016, the United States government through USAID invested almost 10 million U.S. dollars with the goal to strengthen evidence-based decision-making for citizen security in the Caribbean. The United States Virgin Islands Department of Planning and Natural Resources said this week that the U.S. territory is experiencing an unusual die-off event of long-spine sea urchins. The department said in a statement that this is particularly concerning because in the 1980s, over 90% of the natural population of these urchins were killed by a disease, and researchers are worried that this could be a new emergence of disease, adding that these urchins are vital to the health of our coral reefs because they eat the algae that try to smother coral reef colonies. The department has asked the public to report any dying or dead urchins found around the territory. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that a ceremony was held to launch the ocean-bound plastic recycling program on St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. The ocean-bound plastic recycling program is hailed as an important step forward to reduce the U.S. territory's carbon footprint. U.S. Virgin Islands Senate President Donna Fred Gregory said the program will not only ensure a significant reduction of harmful pollutants in the territory's waters, but also assist with reducing the plastic footprint at the landfills. Communities like us that have a finite space must take protecting our environment and our natural beauty a priority, she said. It is my fervent hope that the launch of this program will be the beginning of a structured recycling program throughout this territory. Also speaking at the function was the U.S. Virgin Islands delegate to U.S. Congress, Stacey Plaskett, who said, We need to be intentional with our consumption and actively engage with our recycling to reduce pollution to protect our beautiful environment and fight the climate crisis to ensure we sustain the planet for future generations. She disclosed that the U.S. Territory will be receiving funding to help in those areas from a number of approved federal funding measures. Under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, based on traditional funding formulas, the Virgin Islands 
Americans will expect to see more than 37 million over five years to improve water infrastructure in the region and to ensure clean, safe drinking water is a right in all communities. Through the same legislation, the Virgin Islands will benefit from the bill's $3.5 billion national investment in weatherization, which proponents say will reduce energy costs for families. In related news, St. Kitts Nevis Observer reports that St. Kitts Nevis has announced plans to ban single-use plastics in the near future. The island will follow in the footsteps of other Caribbean islands like Jamaica, Dominica, Barbados, and Turks and Caicos in eliminating all single-use plastics from the island. The island's Ministry of Tourism and Sustainable Destination Council, created in 2013, began advocating for the ban of single-use plastics in 2018, beginning a campaign called Plastics Be Gone, which aimed to reduce St. Kitts and Nevis single-use plastics by 30% over five years. It also started an annual initiative called Plastic Free July, advocating residents and businesses not to use single-use plastics during the month while educating them on the ways plastics can threaten the health of the world. In April 2021, the Two Island Nation Department of Environment began consultations with stakeholders in a series of sessions entitled, Are You Ready to Be Plastic Free? This year, the private sector will be included in the conversation surrounding the plan of action to ban single-use plastics entirely. Sharon Rattan, Sinkets and Nevis's Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Environment and Cooperatives said, one of the things that the ministry is in endeavoring to do is to make sure we have meaningful collaboration so that we can make informed decisions because we are quite aware that such a ban cannot be done overnight. The islands are also using some of the funds from its Citizens by Investment program to fund its sustainability initiatives, including its ban on single-use plastics. And finally, the Virgin Islands Consortium reports that Virgin Islander Aaliyah Boston has made history by becoming the only player in the Southeastern Conference Women's Basketball Tournament in the United States to have 20 consecutive double-doubles. The South Carolina Gamecocks star broke the record Thursday night during a game against Texas A&M, where Boston scored 18 points and 10 rebounds. The achievement means Boston has now surpassed prior record holder Sylvia Fowles, who had 19 straight double-doubles in the 2005-2006 season for LSU. Now that she holds the record for the most consecutive double-doubles in the SEC, Boston is only four games shy of tying the Gamecocks' single double-double record of 25. In related news, Boston will be joining Clutch Sports Group, the agency announced on Twitter Thursday afternoon. The sports agency represents athletes in basketball and football, including LeBron James, Anthony Davis, John Wall, Draymond Green, and Lonzo Ball. The announcement on Twitter noted that Boston's addition to the agency was in regards to her name, image, and likeness. Previously, college athletes were not allowed to make money from their own name, image, and likeness 
until a decision from the NCAA last June allowed players to profit. This opened a door for an agreement like this for college athletes. In a Sports Illustrated article released on Thursday morning, Boston was heralded as the face of women's college basketball and a double-double machine. Boston has been an Associated Press All-American her first two seasons at South Carolina and a two-time Lisa Leslie Award winner. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, February 25th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.